Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. absolutely mind-boggling what we are able to do one day at a time as we learn to set aside yesterday so today can push it out. You know, again, just like uh, uh, you don't have to ask darkness to leave. You just have to introduce light. And darkness doesn't have a choice because uh, darkness cannot stand in the light uh, because it doesn't even understand it, right? It just has to leave. That's a scientific principle. And, and there's a scientific principle to our recovery, right? And in the area of of drinking or using, uh, my friend Tom Bennett would say, it's absolutely physiologically impossible for you to get higher drunk, providing you don't take the first drink, right? And it was always the first drink, and it was always the first drunk that would get us high in the same way with other types of negative behavior. As long as we don't engage in that behavior, then uh, the negative results aren't soon to follow, right? Because everything negative in my life uh, that was very damaging and hurtful and long-lasting and and cost me things that I could not afford uh, were always a result of my alcohol and drugs uh, and other behavior. Nowadays, things do happen because we call that life. Um, and even though they're sad, it's not a self-inflicted gunshot wound, right? I haven't um, uh, purchased a weapon. I haven't uh, loaded it. I haven't uh, put a round in the chamber. I haven't pulled, uh, you know, put it to my head, and I haven't pulled the trigger, right? Um, I'm not an active participant uh, in the negative things that could occur into my life as I was back then, and I hope that is the same for you. You know, when I first got here back in 1986. Um, I was wondering if if I could even if I could even do this. And now, you know, as a recovery guy, you know, again, you can find recoveryguy.org, um, recovery guy podcast channels, all the major channels, uh, recovery underscore guy on Instagram. I could have never seen myself being here doing all these things because I was so lost in my behavioral choices. And the majority of them were around substances, and then all the behaviors seemed to follow. Uh, so if you are a person who needs recovery, but it's not about recovering from a substance, it's recovering from a state of mind, um, uh, maybe a, a low self-worth um, uh, position, you've decided you don't think you have value, and therefore you engage in negative behavior almost to reinforce that negative thinking. It's time to break free from those things, and we can right? When I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, and, and whether or not you're an AANAOA, you know, go to church, it doesn't really matter for this point. 
in the doctor's opinion on Roman numeral uh, 26, it just talks about that men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. And, and again, you can, you can substitute alcohol really for anything um, that we do over and over again to find a sense of relief. And then Dr. Silkworth begins to describe this person who tries and tries and tries to be like other people who can engage in that behavior without the, uh, the negative effects, and they can't. And then once they get on that behavior, it says the phenomenon of craving occurs and things just begin to spiral, spiral again. And so Dr. Silfwork really paints this negative, this negative picture of this person who's just lost, right? Remember what it was like being lost? You know, even after 34 plus years of recovery, um, I talked to Tess or or Chaz, or Wendy, or Angie, or Chris, or any of my other younger friends in recovery, and they say, oh yeah, Robert, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget what it was like being lost and thinking I would never get out, because that's a really a universal thought. Here's what Dr. Silkworth goes on to say in Roman numeral 27 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. He says, on the other hand, and as strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, Once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol, the only effort necessary being that required that that to follow a few simple rules. Required to follow a few simple rules. So, So again, you can substitute alcohol for any desire, any negative behavior that goes with that. But what's remarkable, it says, once I was doomed, and now I can find myself easily able to control or rebuild my life or or stay away from the substances that were going to kill me, the behavior that was going to wreck my marriage, ruin my job, ruin my position, take my freedom because it was illegal. Now, I find it easily, I'm easily able to not do that, right? I just have to follow some rules, right? And so I find a plan that works for me. And I and I hope you've done that up to now. I hope you've settled on a plan that you know will work for you because you've seen it work for someone else. If you don't have evidence or you don't know people who have worked that plan and have a successful life, then I would advise you not to work the plan because it's probably another another spin that you took on rationalizing or justifying your particular actions, right? But if I see someone else or another group of people, they've applied these, these standards or these convictions, these guidelines, these rules to their life, and their life has gotten marketably better, and you can use them as an example that it does work then I would suggest that you do that. It doesn't have to be A-A-N-A. Whatever works for you works for you, and that's all we want. I don't need you to get well the way I got well. I just want you to get well, right? And anyone who will tell you any different is is coming from a self-righteous or self-centered uh, standpoint that that there is only one way to recover. There is only one way, right, to 
to not drink, to not use, to not engage in those behaviors. And quite frankly, that has not been my experience, right? I see people all the time through wonderful church programs, uh, Celebrate Recovery, the LDS Church, uh, you know, Reformers Unanimous. Uh, there's so many programs out there uh, that can work, and you just have to find what's going to work for you because there is a plan that God has for you, and that plan does not require you to die before you learn how to live life to the fullest. So, so we enter into this thing called recovery. And recovery is a really interesting concept because, you know, I, I go by the handle of the recovery guy, right? And this is the recovery guy movement. But it's born out of a, a position I decided to be in. First and foremost, we are in recovery forever because the minute I overturn one thing and get that right, there's always something to, to climb toward. There's always something else to achieve. And I hope you find that true in your life as well. Again, recovery comes in, in many ways to us. Uh, and it has different meanings to different people. In a clinical sense, uh, recovery refers to a condition that a person experiences when they have overcome a particular mental, emotional, or a physical diagnosis. They recover from that. When it comes to addiction and other behavioral choices, recovery takes on a, a much more broad definition. It really does. When it comes to drugs and alcohol, food, any type of substance we're putting in our body to, to change our uh, internal perspective so we can handle the external pressures, um, it does take on a much more broad uh, definition. There are so many different ways, and again, I've already stated this and I will reiterate it. There's so many different ways a person recovers, and and we even may use different um, terms or different words in describing that recovery, right? If you're coming from a particular uh, secular model, you're going to use becoming well. You're going to say you're restored to sanity. You're going to say that, uh, you know, in, in AA's case, you recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, right? From a, from a religious perspective, you'll use different terminology just within that circle. Um, different, maybe different connotations, but they all take on the same form because at the end of the day, they take me from that broken state, that broken position. Uh, for many of us, we, we gave up uh, ever becoming well. Again, as it said in the doctor's opinion, once that person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems, he, he resolved that he was never going to overcome them, right? Um, I remember thinking to myself, What's the use? Nothing's going to change. Do you remember that? Do you remember being so powerless over what was going on in your life and what you put in your body or the things that you were attracted to to sort of separate you or numb you from the reality of your life that caused you great pain for whatever reason, right? So we, we have all these things we do, and many of those would doom us, but now it's time to get well. The very same person who seemed doomed now finds himself easily able to control his desire 
you fill in the blank. Now, what I've done for today is uh, I love words, definitions, as most of you know, and see how we can apply them to our various approaches to recovery, uh, regardless of what your specific approach is. At the end of the day, I believe there's certain universal things. We clean house, we trust God, and we work with others. Those are the three things we do. We clean house, we we trust God, and we uh, we work with others. We take certain things, steps that we do to, to get cleansed from the inside out and get everything and and make sure that we clean the walls so nothing can be hanging around as we as we go to put the new substance or essence in. And again, you might uh, view that as pushing things out, and 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 as the negative releases from you, the uh, the purity of the new things you're putting in uh, take its place and cover everything up. Uh, so there, in many cases, there's no uh, there's no uh, evidence of that ever being there. If you met so many people, and, and you're probably one of them, so many people in recovery, you would never know that we suffered from such a grave uh, disorder condition that was actually a terminal condition. You would never know that by looking at us because we, we have so changed and we don't carry the vestiges uh, of that condition with us anymore. So I have listed some terms, and I'm going to go ahead and put these in the description for you. I've listed some words that would refer to or be part of your recovery journey. Now, these um, these are words I think that we can associate with uh, as a person who was pulled from a particular peril uh, or a life-threatening experience uh, or behavior, right? Because certainly uh, that's what our recovery came to, right? Our condition came to that would cause us to seek recovery. Now, some of us um, haven't gotten that far. And you might say, well, that sounds pretty radical, but I'm not that bad. Well, we'll just call that your yet, right? Because... If you're listening to this podcast, the likelihood is there's something in you that needs to be changed. And and, and in 12-step recovery, it says only uh, over any considerable period, things get worse, never better, right? So if you haven't uh, succumbed to to a a particular peril, um, keep doing what you're doing and it will it will result in that, right? Or if you haven't lost a job, if you haven't lost a home, if you haven't lost the respect of uh, people in your community, if you haven't lost a significant other, keep it up because that could be your reality. And and, and the question then is, why would it be your reality? Why not make a an adjustment here or there and just make a tweak in your life here or a tweak in your life there that you don't have to change everything about who you are, where you go, what you do? as people like me had to do. Because as low bottom as I thought I was, I really wasn't as low bottom as some other people were. But I was so glad I didn't have to get there because I lost everything I needed to lose to understand that something needed to change or I was going to lose more and even die. And maybe you're there as well. So the question is, what what needs to happen? What, what needs, what do you need to lose 
before you get to a point where you say, you know what, Robert, maybe I do need a little help. Maybe I do need to go to a meeting. Maybe I do need to go to church. Maybe I need to message you and and spend some time with you to see what you've done to become well, right? Or maybe you know someone in recovery and you can go chat with them. Whatever it takes, stop going down today and start rising up for tomorrow. So here are some of the words that, uh, that I have found as part of recovery that may resonate with you from where your thinking is. The, the first word that's associated with recovery is reclaimed. Isn't that a cool word? To, to be reclaimed. And that word is defined as to regain possession of. I love that. So when you consider your recovered life, what do you want to regain possession of? What do you want to get back? What did you possess or want to have and and it left you or it never came to full fruition and now you want to regain that? Is it a, a relationship? Is it a, a personal feeling? Is it a, a particular accomplishment that, uh, that you used to be good at, uh, but you got sidetracked along the way? Did, were you a painter? Did you enjoy playing a musical instrument that no longer had time in your life? Did you have a particular uh, religious um, uh, position or, or, or ritual that you want to regain possession of? Did you have a relationship? Uh, you know, an example, my daughter Carol was, was out this last week and had a great time with her. She came to the park for my, my 34-year uh, speaking anniversary, which was pretty awesome uh, to see her there. I've always wanted to regain a relationship with her as one of the major things. And, and now that's happened. And the relationship is, is uh, I was chatting with her. I said, you know what? If we were to stop growing right now, I, I would be more blessed than I could ever imagine because of where you and I are at right now as we sat on the patio and just chatted over, over morning coffee and just enjoying uh, the beautiful morning that was unfolding before us. And, and just to sit there and have that, to know that, that I have been, I've reclaimed that relationship and I've regained possession of it. So what's that kind of thing in your life uh, that you have already done and you're looking forward to do that more uh, as you move forward? The next word is redeemed, right? Redemption is usually more of a, of a religious connotation and rightfully so. It means to extricate from or help to overcome something detrimental. Isn't that great? To extricate. extricate. Um, the jaws of life extricate a person from a vehicle um, to pull them to safety, to forcibly go in and take back, to extricate from that life that we were living that God could and would if he were sought, that the power greater than ourselves actually extricates us from our addictive behavior and substance so that we might overcome something that was detrimental, right? 
that was setting our life sideways, that things were falling apart because of it, but we have been redeemed. The next word is really pretty cool. I think you'll like it. It's salvaged. Isn't that a wonderful term to be related uh, to recovery? Salvaged. It's pretty awesome. Here's what it is. Something extracted, I like this in in, uh, um, parentheses, as from rubbish. So something extracted from a dump heap, essentially, as valuable or useful. (laughs) We were always valuable. We always had a sense of usefulness. There was always something about us. You know, I got this dear letter from my first wife, Sue, this last week and a, and a beautiful uh, plaque. And I'll, I'll even add it um, uh, as, as a picture, uh, maybe to the website. I'll send it to Pablo, see what he wants to do. But it's a takeoff of our broken to whole. And, and it's just a beautiful couple pu- puzzle pieces. And on one piece of the puzzle, it says blessed. And on the other one, it says, God is putting the puzzle of your life together. And what a wonderful thought given to me from a wife that I walked out on back in, must have been 81, 82 tops. And yet, as something extracted, I gained something valuable or useful. And Sue helped share that with me, that that I have been blessed. And she goes on to encourage me in this incredible note she wrote um, regarding her listening to my podcasts and the things that that I'm learning and even our, my relationship with Carol and, and my daughter, our daughter Kathleen, that we share together as well. We have been salvaged. We have been extracted from the dump heap to be of value and useful. Isn't that remarkable? I just love terminology and how we can relate that. Matter of fact, in my newsletter that I'm starting up next month, we're going to chat about some of the behind-the-scenes things, words that I see and I associate with our recovery, and I and I think you'll like it a lot. I'm I'm a little wacky, a little crazy. I um, probably like a lot of you who, who are probably a little nut yourself, right? If we're in recovery, we had to get uh, a little bit sideways on the other way to go straight forward. It's our balancing act. But but I love to pull things from nature or things that I hear. Seen some of my episodes or listened to some of my podcasts where I'll take a quote from Finding Nemo or or uh, Polar Express or or another movie I watch with one of my grandchildren or something I watch from The Lion King and and I just pull these thoughts because I want everything that I experience in life to have value to be useful um, and there's so many things that we have out there as we open our eyes and pay attention to the things around us. But we are salvaged. Finally, the final word for today uh, is the word restored. How would you like to be restored? Restoration. I love this. To put again in possession of something. So I gave up my life. And now that is restored to me. To put again in possession of something. 
in the past, my behavior, uh, my alcohol, my drugs, I turned over possession of me to them. And by the grace of God, it didn't kill me, but it had every right to. That's why so often in treatment centers, I was sharing with the folks at Annie's house in one of our Zoom meetings, and and I was sharing with them uh, about their particular sobriety date and how important it is to know what that what that date is because we never want to forget where we where we were restored from, and and for me it's so significant because I'm I'm 66 now, 34 years recovery, so I got clean and sober when I was 32. Um, I probably was qualified for death as a result of my drinking or using in some of the life things I did and the alcohol I consumed and the drugs. I didn't even know what they were, right? And then we engage in all of this incredibly dangerous behavior. So, and I became chronic everyday drinker by the time I was 18. So I'm thinking at least by 20, right? I probably um, had done something that would qualify me to die because so many of us do die, right, um, from, from, from our behavior and from our addiction. And so if I'm 66 now and I, and I should have died, let's say, 20 years old, that means for 46 years or, excuse me, um, uh, for, yeah, for 40, uh, 46 years, um, I probably should have been dead, right? Certainly for 34 years since I came into the program of Alcoholics Anonymous at 32. So I've cheated death through the mercy of God 34 years. I, because I was put back in possession of something, which was my life. Do you feel me? Do you understand what we're involved with? As we are people of recovery across all of the different needs to recover, across all the different levels that we are at in our particular area of recovery, if at any point what you were doing could have killed you, but today you're alive, you have cheated death by that long. That's how I like to view my recovery because it gives me a sense of gratitude that I otherwise wouldn't have. I could say, wow, you know, you could have died when you were 32. And yet for 34 years beyond that, you're alive. I'm grateful. Do you ever, do you ever notice someone? I remember my father-in-law with his open heart surgery. He thought he was going to die. He was going to die. And yet, miraculously, he was given another chance of life. He was restored. He regained possession of his health. And he lived a long time after that. He came up off the bed, and so do we. So when we, when we think of recovery, let's think of it in terms of words that have pulled us or describe what has pulled us from that particular peril or life-threatening experience. Again, the words are reclaimed, to regain possession of, to be redeemed, 
And in other words, to be extricated from or pulled from with the jaws of life to overcome something detrimental. We were salvaged something or we were extracted as from a pile of rubbish as valuable or useful. And then finally, restored to put again in possession of something, in this case, your life, your marriage, your relationship with your children, to regain or be restored to that relationship, that right relationship with God as you understand God, the job, the particular view you have of you, the list goes on and on and on. What's on your list, right? What's in your wallet, right? As they say on that um, Capital One commercial or whatever it is. But recovery is such an incredible place to be and to live in. I know so many people who aren't addicted to a substance, but they're recovering from hurts, from past behaviors, from wrongs that were done to them, wrongs that they did to themselves, things they were in control of and things they weren't in control of. And yet we recover one day at a time, one step at a time, and eventually we go from broken to whole. Join me at recoveryguy.org. Let me know what you think of Pablo's web design and our new site and some of the things that we're doing to increase our ability to serve you. This is all about you, right? I want us to get well. And there is no I, but there is we instead of me. Check out my Recovery Guy page on Facebook. Go to Instagram, recovery underscore guy. Go to any one of the major podcast channels and share it with a friend. Find out if they're an Android or an iPhone and then send them the appropriate um, message from that particular podcast channel, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or Podbean or you name it. They're all listed on my website. And above all, let's get well together. This has been a fabulous opportunity with you, and I'm so glad that you have joined time after time, episode after episode. And if you're new or relatively new, thank you for being a part of this podcast. And as I say at the end of every podcast, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guide.